0: Hey guys, this is G from The Idea, new dad, entrepreneur, and an all-around regular guy who wants to see more empathy and compassion in the world. The podcast is essentially a series of conversational interviews I host with nominated everyday heroes to learn from them and see how we can spread compassion and empathy around the world. So my guest today is Dr. Vriak Chia, who is a doctor of pharmacy graduated from the Pacific University in Oregon. He's worked across the chain in the pharmacy industry, from small pharmacy outlets, to hospitals, to some of the biggest retail chains in the world, such as Walgreens and CVS. Now, he left that successful career behind in the States back in early 2013 because he felt that his home country of Cambodia needed his expertise and experience. Since then, he started the community pharmacy chains located inside Macro in Tsengsok, and it is currently expanded. Recently, he's also started a revolutionary new tech startup company offering pharmacy solutions to local SMEs called PhilTech and hoping to resolve some of the biggest pharmaceutical challenges for pharmacy stores in Cambodia. His vision is to advance the health care of all living in Cambodia through better pharmacy practice and public education. And given the current COVID-19 situation, he's a very important person with some highly sought-after skills and knowledge. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce him. So thanks for coming to the show,
1: Reich. Oh, hello, G. Uh, it's great to be on. And wow, what an amazing introduction! <laughs> Thank you. For that. I think
0: you really deserve it. You, I mean, normally we we ask uh, in future we asking like our audience and and team members to nominate people. And at the beginning, like I know enough people that I definitely want to nominate. You're you're one of the first ones because I've, I've known you for near nearly a decade now, and I've seen wow. you hard at work, trying your absolute best day in, day out, and pretty much every single day. And I've seen your integrity, I've seen your perseverance, and I highly respect you for it. So I think that you definitely deserve that intro. I think it's just the tip of the iceberg, to be honest.
1: Wow, uh, thank you very much for that. And I think you're doing an amazing job as well. Oh, thank um, you. (laughs) Although you're, you know, all the way in Poland, but you're still making an impact here in Cambodia. So thank you as well.
0: Thank you very much. Well, today is about you though. Like I I definitely want to get into it a bit more. So, you you have been in Cambodia for the longest time, doing all kinds of uh, events, campaigns, and activations for the community, and also for the in the healthcare sector, but also for the the actual beneficiaries or end users, so to speak, from like what we call like medication brown bag events to pro bono pharmacy training to hundreds of students and nurses and doctors. And 90% of this, if not more, was for free. My first question is is why? Like, uh, how do you justify why, yeah. that from a business perspective? So why do you do that?
1: You know, G, It's a, everything that we do, sometimes it's often for business, but other things that we do, it doesn't have to be. Uh, things like, you know, this is education you're talking about. Education is very important for the, the new generation pharmacists. You know, if you want to change the pharmacy profession, you got to change through education. I believe that these students, they're very bright and they 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 they're very bright and smart, but they just haven't seen the outside world much. so I'm just trying to bring the outside experience and share with them and and providing them through you know whether it's the seminars uh training sessions, whatever it is, just trying to give back to the community so that they could be more prepared uh, when they become a pharmacist so I believe in in training the future pharmacists and I because I know that they're gonna get take good care of me when I get older, so <laughs> better train them now, right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's a very good altruistic so, motivation.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I can't, I can't imagine being, doing things more impactful than this. You know, you're training, um, you know, students, pharmacy students, nurses, and, uh, they're the future, uh, for the profession, you know, so, uh, whether it's for money or, or, or for <laughs> free, uh, for me, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's making impactful for, for the community. So,
0: yeah. That's excellent. Well, from the business perspective, though, because your your pharmacy chains are not they're they're not you're not an NGO. That's my understanding. No, no, not a not for profit. And you're not a government organization. But yet you. And So the question really is, like, how do you justify it from the business sense? Like, and this is something I mean, it's not just in healthcare even as to why people do CSR, but in this current time where we see people price gouging, hoarding and doing all these things in right. the medical sector, like you're, you're still doing all this stuff for free even. And then just, how do you justify that from the financial standpoint?
1: Well, I, I mean, so for example, right now, as we speak, um, we actually got a pool of interns, pharmacy interns, about six, seven of them. And they're coming to our company. So we've been training them for free, actually, actually not even for free. We're actually giving them money also, salary for being an intern. We have this pool of pharmacists, for, uh, soon to be a pharmacist, and we want to train them, provide them education on, you know, customer service, on, you know, the pharmacy back the operation side, the pharmacy system. And although this is seems like it's, you know, it's not generating cash, but at least, I mean, I mean, from a company point of view, if you want to look for pharmacists later down in the future, where, you know, mm. you know, during COVID-19, people are scared to work, To be honest with you, as pharmacists or healthcare professionals. So we want to have as many people possible out there that knows what they're doing. and you know, having trained all these people, it's a lot easier to find uh, pharma- future pharmacists to work for you as well. So I guess in a sense, you're, you're helping training people. And at the same time, you're sort of recruiting people at the same time. So from a business point of view is that's what it is because we don't have a pharmacist. We don't, we don't open our store. We don't open our store. We have no income, right? So from a business point of view, it does make sense to train all these people.
0: So for succession planning, so to speak, for example, HR, you you get people coming in and then, yeah, I mean, is that
1: about right? And then that's that's part of it, but that's not the main focus. And the main focus is still, you know, training, you know, a pool of pharmacists that's going to be able to actually really help people when they're, when they see them. Right. So that, that was the whole um, mission and vision of the, of the why we do training. here. I see. Okay. Mm
0: And then, I mean, funnily enough, we're just sort of leading into the next question for about this particular time in COVID-19 is that there are, are you finding a lot of healthcare workers choosing not to work at the, at the moment? I mean, at the moment on social media, there's you know, so much praise for healthcare workers and that's, that's very well deserved. But you were saying that like, it, it is a tough moment for them to do that. Like, do, do you have people who choose not to?
1: We, we have a, a very, actually, you know, we only have a few pharmacists that say, oh, you know, I'm a bit scared. I don't know what to do. My parents are telling me not to go to work, but I really want to be there to help. So how can I still come, you know? So things like that we've seen and, and, and we, we want to offer solutions to them. So uh, for us, we've been doing, you know, providing them with, you know, proper hand, hand sanitation uh, training, teaching so that they could do it and then also pass it on to other people. We provide them with face masks, face shields. Um, we give them vitamins to, to support their immune system. Um, so, yeah, we, we've seen people out there that are, you know, I think it's a small population that's sort of scared and staying at home. Uh, but during this time, I think that the pharmacists are not scared, at least in Cambodia, they're not scared to go to work. My team, especially, they're out there every day and they're they're seeing patients. They're talking to people and they're, <laughs> Uh, and I, I, I'm I, I'm in the back and, you know, I, I worry for them. And to be honest with you, I, I really worry for them. Imagine if, if one of them, you know, do get infected. You know, we have to have plans uh, how to treat them, how to take good care of them. So rather than doing treatment, we've been trying to be a bit more proactive and then trying to do more prevention plans. So, you know, hand soap, hand washing with soap and water, hand sanitizer at the pharmacy, you know, and. Protect yourself from patients when, you know, if you know someone is coughing or see someone's coughing, trying to stay away from them two meters away. Um, if you have to get close to them, because we have to explain how to take the medication, right? So we have to get a bit closer. Sometimes they cannot hear you then you know, have at least face mask on, face shield on. So things like that, we're, that's what we're doing. But to answer your question, I think people are, I mean, at, at least healthcare providers that I see in Cambodia, they're actually very, they volunteer to be there. Uh, I, I've heard the doctors are volunteering. The students are volunteering to help out. They're getting trained by the Ministry of Health or NIPH or you know, WHO. So I think I think people are stepping up, in, at least in the younger generation, that I've seen.
0: Oh, that's excellent. I'm not a doctor. I'm just curious here. But I, as as a person who's not a doctor or a healthcare provider, like, is it is it okay for someone to to, to be qualified and say I don't want to work now because I don't want to get it?
1: I I think it's okay for them to say that it's okay. I mean, you, you have your own decision to make and we respect that Uh, from our point of view is that, you know, if you're going to be out there treating patients or seeing patients or talking to people, we want to make sure that you're safe. And uh, and that's the most important, but if you feel like, Hey, you know what, this is uh, I'm sick. I don't feel well. Or I, you know, my parents said I, I shouldn't be out there. We respect that decision. And we have a few staff that team member that, you know, Went away because of this reason, and it's okay. It's understandable. And we have some interns that started with us, and then later down the line, uh, we have because we have you know the back end training, the front end training, yep. seeing people, talking to people. So when it goes, when it's when it's time to go see patients, the train uh, the interns are saying, you know what? I'm sorry, but my my parents think that this is not a good idea at the moment, and I I fully respect that. And I think for the other interns that are still going forward. I, I tell them that, you know, this is a really good opportunity for you as intern, while school's not in session, to be, you know, seeing patients, to be talking to people, to get more experience in, in uh, your hours, right, to, to get your intern hours, to get, you know, most importantly, to talk to people and see what they're, what they're doing, how they're doing, how to talk to them. I think it's so important at this time, and, and I'm glad that you're taking this advantage to do that rather than being scared, yeah. um, you know, going back. I, I, I totally understand their feeling. And I believe that um, it's really up to you. If you out there, just make sure you protect yourself. And if you, and it's okay that you know, can we join your, your session or a training session, maybe in a few in a few weeks time or whatnot? Then it's okay too. I mean, I don't I don't mind.
0: So your motivating factor to them is to say that for for the interns anyway, it's a really good opportunity to learn, to pick up some new skills, you pack out your hours, and that it is okay. Just a regular guy. It just sounds. It would sound weird for a doctor or a nurse who has chosen that profession to not do it. So I guess it's very rare because you do you step it's into very this, rare, I believe. Yeah, because you yeah. step into that profession sort of knowing the risks.
1: Yeah, I mean, you do take an oath before you start at pharmacy school. I mean, most of us, all of us, do actually. And you do take an oath that you're there to help the patient, make them feel better. And and this is a time where the basically the front end the frontline soldiers, you know. And I believe that most healthcare providers are doing that. Uh, in every country that you see, doctors mm. or doctor nurses in where whether it's in Italy, in the US, you know, they're there frontline. You know, they're they're helping yeah. people, saving patients' life every day. And some are, you know, they get infected and and they unfortunately pass away from this infection. But you know there's many many more and these people should be i don't know they should be rewarded somehow with some uh, pat in the back or something like that so the next time you see a doctor or nurses out there just say you know thank you for doing what you're doing because it's it's uh, during this time it's really really important that they get this motivation uh, from from outsider because it's it's easy to just stay home and say hey look i'm sick i cannot <laughs> i don't feel well i, I don't want to go and infect people at the hospital it's so it's so much easier to do that than you know put on your gown, put on your face shield, uh, and go in and help people. I think I think for a hospital from the hospital side, I think I I could imagine. I mean, if if I'm there right now in the U. S. and working in the hospital, I would probably do the same. I probably still go to work. I still probably um, put on my 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 gown. I probably would stay away from my family, although because you know you don't know what you get or or whether you have been infected, but but you do your very best to try. help people and at the same time to to prevent um, yourself from getting infected as well wow that's good okay well i hope that answered your question (laughs) that did that did
0: no that's excellent and and honestly the more you say the better because it's really about seeing (laughs) what's going on sort of like behind the scenes and and the issue with social media and and just seeing one post of gratitude is it doesn't i don't think that it shows the gravitas of really what is required from from like the human level the motivation and the persistence to mm. keep going every single day to and, and risk your life and not see your family and, and it's an everyday thing and right. i think one like well, on I mean, Facebook isn't enough to to sort oh, yeah. of reward them you know what i mean it's like like and love and and you know they're up there like hey stay home we stay we're here for you so stay home
1: for us yeah exactly um those things what, those those pictures are very powerful <laughs> yeah very, very powerful
0: and and I think that I hope this this definitely gets the message across to to some people anyway at least uh, to to people to to get them from start going out so my next question though just about just to keep it simple because the podcast is a bit short, you and your team are very much in the front lines that we just established so what is it like to be a pharmacist right now and operating pharmacies in in Cambodia
1: Oh, very good question. Which, by the way, yeah, is no
0: harder. Uh, I think the recent update was that there has been recently a lot of people selling hand gels and essentials. And now the government finally and done the right thing of cracked down on this, which is very good. And now you can essentially just buy only these things in pharmacies. So I can imagine that you're getting even more people, you know, going to right, pharmacies now. Right.
1: So I, I think, first of all, I think, uh, fortunately, I, I, uh, the Ministry of Health has been stepping up to slow down the spread of the COVID-19 in Cambodia. They, they're they working with WHO, uh, IPC, Institute Pastor Cambodia. I think as of April 2nd, confirmed cases in Cambodia may be only, I believe, around 110. So, so far, I think it's only 110 as of April 2nd. So, I think they're doing a, a, a they're, they're stepping up and they're in the provinces. Um, they're, you know, having big trucks with the big microphones, uh, just chanting the messages to let people Aware of the situation, you know so so I think they're doing they're doing something whether the people are listening, I don't know. and I think to to answer your question, operating pharmacies uh, being a pharmacist during this time it's it's quite challenging. it's quite difficult. Uh, our team uh, so we have the the front team, which is the pharmacist, you know seeing patient every day, and then you have the back end team where you know you're doing procurement, purchasing, preparing for everything, right so uh, from the back end side, you know, we have to anticipate, like, okay, so this week, this month, next month, you know, what are people demanding, right? Are we going to have uh, out of stock? And what? So, for example, phase one would be face mask. Next thing you know is like alcohol sanitizer. And then next thing you know is like medication for cough, cold food medicine. And then vitamin C to boost their immune system. And then also anticipating what are they listening to? What news media are they listening to? Are they going to run to our store and then ask questions or buy all these things? So, from the operational side, um, our team has to be very proactive in terms of what we do. Uh, we have to constantly thinking about um, the future, constantly thinking about you know whether we have stock or not. Because obviously, if you don't have stock, you don't make sales. And and for small uh, companies like ours, uh, we're not Walgreens or CVS, right? Uh, we don't have money to burn for two to three months uh, without any incomes, right? So we just want to make sure that we we still afloat, we stay afloat. And uh, fortunately, um, we're okay at the moment, as of right now. So um, I'm pretty happy about that. But you know, from the back end, that's, that's what we've been doing uh, and our team, this is their first time facing something like this. And we, we have plenty of meetings, we have a lot of meetings and, and we talk to, uh, it's a good learning for them as well, because this is, some, uh, you know, for me, I've seen it before in stars, you know, back in the days and I see how the trends and then what people are buying, what people are needing for pharmacies. Uh, so anticipating that is, is is. It's not as hard, but I think it's still difficult. Uh, be, be, the reason is because we import a lot of medications from out of the country. So if the country start locking down or uh, the neighboring countries start locking down, no movement, no products coming in. And then, like for example, face mask, we do, we don't have really a production plan here. We import everything from either China, Vietnam, or surrounding countries, right? So. Uh, if all of a sudden, you know, the country closed down or locked down, or, or if the other countries locked down, then we don't get the goods coming in. So that's a big problem for us, especially medicine. Uh, so we had to anticipate and 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 do that. From the front end side, for the front end the pharmacists, um, we did a survey within our team, right? So I do a lot of surveys with our team. And what they want, actually, they want me or our team to prepare them for the COVID-19. So they want to provide education. Uh, training, uh, more information about the, the infection itself. How do we, you know, help the people when they come in? So my role is also to basically train them, teach them. And I can't reach to all of them, right? I can't go to Zoom every day. So what I've been doing, I've been doing uh, recording, pre uh, recording on Zoom or make sl- slideshow presentation, talk to them and then almost like, you know, teaching them live and then just send it to the group and then they read it, they they learn from it. So that they could pass on the information to other people too so because they get questions every day about anything that's on social media so it's chloroquine working is it hydro hydroxychloroquine is it you know kalitra is it you know avigan from from japan what is it so they need to know more information and that's what we've been doing with them is, uh, to prepare them for the daily everyday weekly um, at the pharmacy other than you know hand, uh, hygiene we do provide education to the pharmacists also and that's what really makes a big difference with our pharmacists is that they're very knowledgeable and and when you ask questions they hopefully have some answer <laughs> right answers for you as well so so that's that's more or less than my answers for for what we've been doing and in terms of the front end like uh,
0: considering Cambodia's sort of past on on hygiene practices and wash and, and distancing and stuff is that has it been difficult to to change? Do you, do you see, firstly, do you see the, the public changing their behavior when they walk in? Or, like, have you seen that kind of change?
1: Um, and then if there hasn't yes been and change,
0: no. and this sorry, the next question, but, like, it's sort of together, is, then what have you had to do about it?
1: Uh, yes and no. So, we, we've seen people wearing masks, and that's very easy behavior, because um, we're, in the Asian, Asian country, we're used to wearing masks. So that's, that's very easy to put on a mask. I think another, another one is coughing. When they cough, they, they, they tend to cough into their hands. Yeah. Uh, if they don't wear a mask, then they cough into their hands rather than their sleeves. So it's oh. difficult to do the hands to sleep.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I've seen some people do that, and I see some people just cough in the midair. So that's, that's also something that uh, we want to teach them as well. So, yeah, I, I think, but more and more now, I think uh, there's a lot of text messages from the government as well. You know, on on your phone, you get texts all the time from the government. Wash your hands, stay away from you know people trying to distance yourself, things like that. So I think it's it's behavior change. That's what we we want to do. And it, behavior ta- behavior changes will it it takes time to change. It's 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 like you know you when you first wake up, you know you you go brush your teeth and you know shower or whatnot. It's not it it takes years to do that, right? So I think uh, behavior change is very difficult, but I think I think some people are, are doing pretty good at it and others are, aren't very good at it. And I, I, I honestly think that also the young gen- generation, you know, some are very good and some are they just don't really care about these things. You When you drive around town, if you look at in the evening after work, you still see younger kids uh, still going out there, you know, in one of those places where they they drink they eat and congregate into these one one small place and to me is i feel like are they really do they know what's going on in the world right now or they just don't care you know so yes and no the answer is yes and no yeah. even though the ministry of health uh, and and the government are, are saying you know close down the bar close down the karaoke karaoke but you know mom and pop shops they need they really need to make a living as well and yeah. and they need to stay open right i don't blame them but I still see younger kids still going out there drinking and, and, and eating and, and just having fun. Like there's nothing going on. And I, I'm a bit, I'm a bit, uh, I'm a bit scared for them myself, but I feel like maybe they just don't care or maybe they haven't been educated on these kind of things, but I, I believe that they have, it's just, maybe they just say, you know, if I get it, I get it. I don't know. So yeah, no, yes. kind of like those
0: Florida kids who went on spring break in Mexico or something, and they all came oh, back. Yeah. Well, a lot of them came back with with the virus in the end. How so? How does your pharmacy, which is appropriately named Community Pharma, help the community at the moment?
1: How are we helping the community? Uh, so mainly, we just want to be there to help answer questions and provide them with factual information like what to do and what not to do right so people are coming in with chloroquine i I think when donald trump president of the united states mentioned about chloroquine uh, plus azithromycin we had a big flux of people coming in It's like hey do you have this medication this medication can we take it um, uh, preempt prophylaxis and so we're getting these uh, people that follow news media and then we we want to tell them that the public that hey guys you know this is has not been in clinical trials at least not approved yet so you know hold on tight and and then you know we just want to provide more information to the people i think that's that's our role and and our our community needs these kind of uh, places where they could trust you know so we want to provide one quality medic medication to the people two we want to provide um factual information to the people also yeah Um, so that's that's mainly our role as a pharmacist in the community, at least. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm really glad you're there, making sure it, look, you're at least not thinking about making a quick buck <laughs> off these people who would suddenly buy, you know, all the stock that you have for a ridiculous price. But that that's insane. That the effect traveled. I mean, firstly, that you know the the president said something like that, and then and then it traveled all the way to Cambodia, where suddenly you you saw a massive mm-hmm. influx of inquiries. That's that's insane. Yeah, you know
1: social media is it's really close you know you hear everything you see everything uh, and the only thing is that what they don't see is that they don't see the the evidence base the clinical trials the the factual information they only see the tip of the iceberg and they want to I understand people are worried you know they want to have something for their family I understand totally understand they want to have uh, you know core clean in the back of their cabinet just to make sure that if their family gets it they be able to use it right totally understand and that's that's us human nature we do that but i just uh, want to you know. ask
0: you on on that point because with with the parents and with the people who are in fear and they they're looking for any kind of certainty you know with even if it may be real or not real they're looking for that to grasp and you have to break the bad news that hey this is this may not actually work it because we don't know mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of, for me anyway, I find that you you have to start creating some conflict there. Like it's not a very easy conversation to have with someone. But how do you you go about doing that? Telling people who are afraid, you know, like that that this might not actually work.
1: Yeah, well, first, I think it's quite easy for us. We just say that we don't have stock, which is true. (laughs) We don't have stock. So what are you going to say, right? Uh, There's no stock for chloroquine in our pharmacy, which is true we're not hoarding the medication for anything for ourselves or anything like that. We don't have stock. Uh, and the other thing is, um, you know, we, you know, we have close friends, family, relatives, messaging, texting, because, you know, I'm a pharmacist, which is, which is okay. I love getting texts messages for, for medication related questions. So, but to tell them that, Hey, you know, um, you should be careful about this. There's actually um, may do you more harm if there's no concrete uh, clinical evidence-based, on 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 the result of this treatment um don't stock up uh, i know there's pharmacies out there that have stock and they're selling uh, especially hydroxychloroquine uh, under the name plactamil from france um so you uh, know we, we, we try to do our best and uh, but for us it's quite easy because you know we we tell them factual information whether they like it or not it's easy when you go you know sorry we don't have it in stock but don't take this you know, without a supervision of a doctor <laughs> so we we usually go we we say we don't have it in sock, but you should be careful also before you start taking any of these medications, although there's you know in vitro there's you know good evidence that it helps you know kill the virus, but you know that's in vitro and 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 there's we don't have much study it's, it's still new to us it's only been a few months so um, and, and speaking of these treatments, there's other types of, you know, medications out there that are being tested right now. And I hope that one day when I wake up, I hear some great news, you know, that, Oh, you know, we have this medication X, Y, Z, and it, it helped cure. And and that would be the end of it. So that's, that's what we all wish for. Right. Yeah. So
0: my, my last question before the, you know, your last messages to the audience, You've been doing this for for quite a while. I mean, firstly, has your motivation for doing it
1: changed? The motivation has it changed. No, more and more, you know, as you mentioned earlier during the intro, we we recently uh, started a new startup, you know, called Teltech. Yeah. And um, and our goal is to basically help improve the SME the pharmacy owners, the younger uh, generations that are becoming the pharmacy owner. We want to make their life easier and I know how difficult it is or it was for me or it is still for me to operate a pharmacy in Cambodia, you know, whether it's a lack of, uh, um, you know, proper supplies, lack of um, point of sales or whatever it is, you know. So I see there's so many problems in that field. So now our our vision and goal has not changed and we want to help people feel better. But in order to help people feel better, you need to help, you know, the pharmacy owners to make sure that they operate their business better, right? So that way they have more time to spend with you when they come, when you come to see them. Right. So if they're in the back all the time, counting stock, making sure that their is not expired, you know, then they don't have time to spend time with the patient. So we want to help them grow. So that's why we rebuild it, the platform. Uh, we're building the platform now. So I, I think our, our vision is still the same. It hasn't, it hasn't changed much. It's just, we're trying to figure out ways to, uh, to get there. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, things, things may change a little bit here and there, but I think uh, our vision is still the same. It's just, the most the important priority is that we, we need to make sure that people are taking get uh, are getting the right recommendations mm-hmm. uh, and that's the pharmacist you know should be doing that for whether it's medication treatment uh, regimens or, or how to take a uh, cough cold medication so to to in order for the pharmacist to be at the front end all the time to have more time doing that that means their business end side has to be fixed somehow so that's why the system comes in right to help with their daily operation so that they have more time to spend with the patient. That's very good. And more about your
0: motivation here, because I'm just curious, because again, you've been doing this for quite a long time, but like, has there been a, there must have been a very low point for you throughout this journey, especially in in a place like, in a country like Cambodia where the infrastructure is lacking, where you, and I happen to know this, that you were facing a lot of adversity at the beginning because it's just not how the way it is currently done or how, cause you're, you were trying to drive all this innovation to, to make sure that people were actually looked after by the pharmacist and not just pill count, not just popping pills and selling things, you know, off the counter that you shouldn't, you were, you were doing all these things, which nobody asked you to, like, you just got up and said, Hey, look, I'm not trying to sell you medicine willy nilly. I'm trying to like actually help you here. And, you were faced with so many setbacks, even from students who would tell you, Hey, look, I get into this industry because my mom and dad told me to, because it's a business. They don't get into it because of healthcare. They got into it because of family pressures or because of money. And it was a very hard pill to swallow, so to speak. So, for you, given all that, like, what, firstly, yeah, what was the lowest point for you? And then how did you sort of, because you're still doing this. So, how did you get out of that?
1: <laughs> I mean, obviously there's a, there's a high and lows, you know, in, in, in any career that you go into. Um, but I think um, everybody has that, those days, we I mean, we have those days where we feel like we don't feel like we belong or, or feel like, man, what am I doing here? But I think your surrounding helps having the people around you helps having people like you,
0: <laughs>
1: see, helps, um, you know, you, you just kind of be, surround yourself with people that are doing very similar things you know pushing moving forward you know not all of us are born you know not all of us are born with billions and millions of dollars or whatever around us you know so we have to also work for ourselves but but i think having the right people around you having the right partner my wife um you know it, it, it's it's quite helpful and, and having friends around you is also helpful and doing activities sports uh, things like that it's little things like that you don't see but two hours of basketball uh, that we play. I don't think about anything else but sweating and just enjoying the time with the guys. Right. So I still, I still do that, but no, obviously no more, <laughs> no more basketball, no more social distancing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, there are times where we feel like, you know, what are we doing? What am I doing? I, I think it's, yeah, having the right people. I think the people that are around here is really important. And I think I, I can't stress, can't stress more, <laughs> more than- uh, you know, surround yourself with the right people. It helps you during those low uh, or downtime. Yeah.
0: And, and this is our,
1: uh,
0: another question entirely, but like how, how would you go about trying to encourage other people to doing the right thing?
1: How? I don't know. Just lead by example. I, I, think, I think for my team at least, they, they see me doing it. They see me, um, you know, to be honest, even now I'm, I'm doing deliveries now with my team because we're so uh, shorthanded. And we have a lot more de- demands now. So if if things are needed, I, you know, I'm there down there with them. Uh, and and I, 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 yet a few days ago, I delivered some products to Ucare, and the GM came down and he tried to help me also. So it was really nice. But you know, like, hey, what are, what are you doing? Why 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 is the CEO delivering products to Ucare now? <laughs> So and then he's like, "Can can I give you a hand?" I'm like, "No, no, no. You're fine. Let me take care of this. <laughs> Let's not get too close. Okay. Let, let me just
0: put the box yeah, down just, and then yeah,
1: take two steps away. <laughs> yeah, D- distancing. Yeah. So I think lead by example. People see it, and, and and you know, your your team members they they look at these kind of things. They they don't see you as a, a boss. You know, they see you as a leader, which is important. I think there's so many um, people are, are leading by example, and there are other, other people that just being a boss, you know? So I think for us, at least for our company, uh, you know, I'm very hands-on. I deliver to Aon myself uh, and uh, because I wanted to understand the problems. Where are the problems? Where are the issues so that I can build a better system for our new tech startup, right? Mm. So, uh, so I think lead by example is, is, it's crucial. And there's, you know, it's not because you're the CEO, you cannot do a delivery. No, it's not like that. It's, Sometimes I do delivery because I want to do an audit. I wanted to, to check, you know, why, why, do, why, we only could only, why we could only deliver five items per day or five customers per day? What is the real issue? You know, sometimes you have to go in to find out. And I, I, I tell that to my all my interns, I said, look, if you really want to know what, what the problems are, you really need to be there to, to start as a cashier, to go as an intern, to go as a pharmacy supervisor, to go as a pharmacist. So you need to really be there to understand to, in order to open up your own stores, you know.
0: You have another level of compassion for people
1: then, that I think
0: is not normally seen. Because just from you saying before, like, why can my delivery guy, for example, do only five? And you're like, well, I have to. Like, you didn't. For some people that I do know, other business owners, they would just push for it. And be like, I'll give you more money if you just do 20% more. But you, you right. your approach is to, you know, let me just check, actually. Is it physically possible to do five? And then how can I do it faster, for example? And, and right. that, that, sorry, that just touched a nerve for me. That was, that was, that
1: was quite, quite cool. Um, well, I think, yeah, I think I well to get back to you on that, you know, people, they want to make changes, but they don't really understand the real problems, you know, you, you should take two hours to understand the real problem. And then maybe 10 minutes to actually provide the solution, because if you don't know the real problems, you, you, you can't provide the right solution. Right. And yeah. that's the same thing when I tell my, my, my intern, my pharmacist that, you know, when people come to your pharmacy, listen to what they're saying, understand what their problems are before you start talking and give them medication already. Mm. So, so that's more or less what we're doing. I mean, as a pharmacist, but yeah.
0: A lot of empathy. I mean, there must be so much. I mean, firstly, that's, that, that is empathy in action there. And do you find that you have to teach them that empathy or, and then how do you do that? How do you get someone who didn't know how to listen first to be like of course i have to listen to to the
1: patient (laughs) right i think you know to be honest with you well at least with our team by doing this i don't have to say anything they actually see it they actually see it themselves so i hear them talking to other people other you know team members how oh you know my my team leader or whoever you know this is what he's doing he you know he's always up you know when I when I need something he's always there for me but I don't need to really tell them or show to them talk to them uh, you just have to do it and then whether they see it or not it's, it's actually a good thing for your team anyway so they see it they see it they don't they don't but I think most of my team they do they, they do know and they do respect that and and I see them as a, as a team member I don't see them as a superior to them I you know we still talk to each other my office is you know wide open they come in and talk so I think it's 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 that relationship is what we want and what I want at least in our in our company and i I feel that they appreciate that, and most of our team members stay with us for two, three years, four years, mm. and I think maybe you know that's why I cannot do anything because I'm always involved in, <laughs> in the operation so and then I ended up doing other thinking at night you know when I'm on my off my my downtime, so it's a balance, it's a balance.
0: So much of what you said really resonates with me and, and and how you go about doing things. And I I mean I've got more questions and actually not just questions, but like I'm I'm curious as to whether it's just your character that resonates so that people just feel it and they can kind of like just uh they, they see it. That I means firstly they see leading by example, but then also the way you communicate, you is not too aggressive, it's not like a CEO. So I, I'm curious as, as to whether it's just a particular charisma that you have that makes people see it and become empathetic by default. or more. I have more interview. I'm still learning about this myself and actually trying to see whether it's a type of person that makes it happen or whether it's something that you can say or that you do that encourages other people to be compassionate and empathetic. But, but talking to you has made me realize that I, I, might, I really might not know more about this, so I'm going to do more interviews. If you don't mind, I would love to interview again in the future about this, a bit more specifically. Uh, anytime, that. of course.
1: So anytime, before, anytime. Ref- before we go,
0: uh, is there anything that you would like to tell the people that are watching?
1: Oh, well, you know, I want to say things that, you know, what a pharmacist would say, right? Anything relevant like that. Uh, so, you know, Cambodian New Year, Khmer New Year is coming, and I know our families and friends love to go back home to visit their family to visit their friends that they haven't seen in months right yeah so do be really careful um if you do go you know just practice social distancing as much as you can wash your hands before you eat with uh, water and soap obviously i don't know wear a mask please i know you're going to be hanging out with 10 15 people at home because there's a big family I, I just don't want you to be the one that you know bring the bad news to the family that you know you infected your parents or you infected your, your your siblings just be really careful during my new year I know it's a it's one of the best time I, I do enjoy it I, I spend a lot of time with my family too but this my new year I I, I think I'll be seeing less of their uh, of family members just because I, I you never know, you never know what you have right so do that if you could do that just be really careful follow the WHO follow the um, MOH guidelines. you know it's just Practice social distancing, distancing meaning meaning stay at home most of the time. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, stay away from people 1, 1. 1.5 meters to 2 meters away from people when you, you go out. If you have to go out there, if you can, don't gather in, you know, in the village. I know there's a lot of uh, members of families and so on and so on. Don't gather in small groups. If you do, you know, you know, stay away from them as much as you can. Uh, wear a mask definitely wear a mask. Um, I think that's important. And, and and lastly, I think, wash your hands before you eat, wash your hands often with uh, soap and water and do it properly. You know, sing a happy birthday song when you do wash your hands. And that's how long it should take to wash your hands. Actually, they, they recommend to do it twice. So sing happy birthday twice to yourself. Oh, wow. Uh, when you so do nice. wash your hand with soap and water. So I think, Just protect yourself and your family and and don't be the bad news.
0: When your parents are old. Yeah, when they arrive, uh, should they self-isolate once they turn up?
1: Oh, you mean to where? To their home? So, yeah, if you're going from Phnom
0: Penh to Simi, for example, uh, on a bus and you're going to your village, Mm -hmm. would you encourage those people to, in their own home, try and self-isolate for a couple of weeks before they
1: um well we only have what 10 days or whatever one week time so <laughs> uh, when i I still because we, we did a survey with our team and most of our team that are not working during that time they are going home to their uh, to the province to see their mom and dad their siblings their family i can't change that i can't ask them to stay home in fact i encourage them to stay at work i pay them overtime for that and i i said that if you stay at uh, and do work for us at least you're not seeing the family but you're seeing patients so i don't know which one is better um, <laughs>
0: It's the lesser uh, but, of two evils. I I think that's a it's a mature way about it because we're asking people to stay put when hopefully it is less. But spread. yeah,
1: I think it, I told them that you know do if you do go, just stay within your family. Just don't go out too much. Go you know, just just trying to stay within your, whole, your family. And if anyone is sick or having you know the symptoms that may or may not be the COVID nineteen infection, uh, just you know isolate yourself. You know. Stay far from everyone else. If you can, stay in a room that has your own bathroom, uh, uh, ideally. But if not, then you know you, you you try to be as far as everyone else, especially you know the elderly, the parents, the aunties, because you know they are the one that that most at risk during this time. Although you know I you know we've seen a lot of cases now where younger uh, patients going in. Uh, for infection and they do have a lot of problems as well so it's uh, not it's not just the old I any mean, the elderly anymore it's, it's like everybody now. so okay uh, most importantly just try to protect yourself uh, and try to protect the family and if you can just just be really careful just you know have fun enjoy the new year celebration but also please be careful <laughs> will do <laughs> it's like yeah i cannot i cannot say enough uh you know yeah, I cannot say, say say enough. I I know that this next week or two, it's going to be very crucial for Cambodia.
0: Mm.
1: It will make a big difference if we could social distancing ourselves during this time. Um, because if we don't, then you know rate of infections going to go up, and it's going to be very difficult for our healthcare system to 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 cope with that. To we we can we cannot be we're not we we can't handle thousands and thousands of cases, you know
0: in order to keep
1: healthcare capacity low, we gotta make sure we don't get sick, right? So,
0: hmm.
1: I mean the bar, the, <laughs> the, our capacity to keep it low, we also have to, to, to not get sick. So yeah, happy new year, <laughs> have a safe one, and wear a mask and wash your hands, I guess. Okay,
0: all right, well, thanks, Farak. And uh, for those who wanna learn a little bit more about it, or this pharmacy, it's called Community Pharma in Cambodia, you can find it on the Facebook page, which we will tag. Uh, And then also keep the lookout for this new app that's coming out. So if you're a pharmacy owner, it's going to be super helpful. Thank you very much, Ryan. Thank you.